When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that supports non-binary Canadians' favorite U.S. sport, the NBA. <laughs> oh, no. I like that one a lot, which means it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the description of me and our friendship. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson, eh? I'm, I'm Kyle Getz. <laughs> and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're going to talk about florists. Yes. I... Yeah. I'm... This is fucking Dan's fault. I don't. I. I'm mostly mad that I lost, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um. One of so the entire thing would be me begrudgingly talking about florists. Yeah. Once a month, we let some of our Patreon folks at the highest tier vote on one of three topics. Each of us have submitted one. Mm-hmm. Kyle. Kyle got two in a row. His I was streak is broken. This was fucking Dan's. It was. It was neck and neck for this one. I thought I was. I thought love was going to pull out. Mm-hmm. but it stayed in i don't know <laughs> oh man uh but first but first the news okay wait okay wait <laughs> i know what you're gonna do and it's gonna be wonderful speaking of fucking canadians my ignorance is killing me and i i must confess i need to read need to read when out of the loop i lose my mind bring me a sign read me the news one more time Okay, great. That was a news theme song submitted by Jeff Embleton. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. That is uh, your one and only play of that news theme. Don't get too attached, but we appreciate you sending it in. Oh, God. I thought we were friends, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you may proceed. Okay, great. But the most exciting thing has happened for me in this news segment already. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. try to keep my interest, I guess. Great. Good work. <laughs> News the first. Okay. Uh, former Vice President Mike Pence has officially joined the Heritage Foundation, which is an anti-LGBT plus think tank. So he is going to be, his title is Distinguished Visiting Fellow, according to a press release that they that they, that they sent out. Um, he will supposedly advise heritage experts on public policy issues and ensure the organization, quote, remains the leading conservative voice on solutions to America's biggest challenges. Is And the biggest challenge is gay? Gay marriage, especially. Yeah, it's huh. the moral erosion of the fabric of our society, Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what is what was he distinguished? Uh, distinguished visiting fellow. That's, that sounds like the grinder option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, the, he's definitely a daddy. Um, I, 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 know <laughs> I, I know your deep secret love of Mike Pence. So. Not, not him as a person, not his as a human. But like, I just we all have to admit that like, if he were a random dude, we would all be into him. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's terrible. So don't be into. Him. Yeah, it's just it's this idea that like I have a couple of things that I want to talk about. First is that these people aren't going away. Donald Trump is not Mm -hmm. going away. Mm -hmm. Michael Pence is not going away. They and their horseshit are going to remain a part of our country and our society. Yeah. Separate from that is 
that uh, Mike Pence is, has been, and always will be a homophobic bigot actively working to destroy the lives of queer people. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fact that he's a clear and present danger to our community is uh, just something that I want to keep reminding people. And especially because he tries to deny it, which is, you know, it's one of those things where like, then you look back on all of his actions and you know, it's just doesn't make sense. So yeah, but it's, it is useful to, to remind people because he is trying to, he tries to, put this narrative out that he's like totally down or whatever. Yeah. He's supported conversion therapy. He has, as the governor of Indiana actively fought against gay rights on a number of measures. The the third thing that I wanted to say, it touches on what you were just saying that the, the, the Trump administration, there are a lot of people who say that it was the most gay friendly administration ever. And you're just fucking stupid and wrong. If you believe that you are an idiot <laughs> and I will die on that hill. I think it, if you believe that you it's it, who said that to you to make you form that opinion and you are probably repeating the words that someone else said so like I, the reason like the, the original place that came from is i think trump said that like yeah and obviously <laughs> he just says whatever it, it makes any claim so people are taking that people take that and just say but no it's true yeah and it's a fucked up logic too of like he's good for the whole country and gay people are part of the whole country. So he's good for gay people. Yeah. Like yeah. Th- that seems to be part of the fucked up logic there. When, yeah. Yeah. How you like, yeah. Uh, the justification for voting for him when it, like, well, it technically I think helps because of border security or something like gay people benefit from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's a dick bag and he's still around. Enjoy everybody. Great news. The next. <laughs> okay. This is super interesting to me. A group of actors in Germany have come out as LGBT plus en masse. Um, there was 185 actors that publicly came out in an article published in the uh, oh, Süddeutsche Zeitung magazine on, on Friday, February the 5th. And the, uh, the manifesto basically was saying that the industry had been uh, forcing them to stay quiet and that they decided that there was strength in numbers. So, quote, until now, we have not been able to talk openly about our private lives without fearing professional consequences. All too often, many of us have been cautioned, be it by managers, casting agents, colleagues, producers, editors, directors, etc., to keep quiet about our sexual orientations and gender identities to avoid jeopardizing our careers. They decided to come together to put an end to such discriminatory attitudes i have not i'm trying to think of another time where i saw like that big of a group all like (laughs) coming out together and i can't think of something like that and that's really cool yeah it's really cool especially since you know they're they're all public figures of of of, you know varying stripes but uh yeah 185 at the same time in this magazine article um quote we've been told If we revealed certain facets of our identities, namely our sexual and gender identities, we would suddenly lose the ability to portray certain characters and relationships as if the knowledge of who we are in our private lives would somehow invalidate our ability to convincingly embody roles for the audience. Our Our society has long been ready. The viewers are ready. Our industry should stand for togetherness and reflect society in all of its diversity. That's beautiful. Now read the full German text. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, hooray, German actors. Cool. 
Excellent. So much foreskin. Okay, next <laughs> news. The last. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, news. The last. Are you stalling? For some reason, you sound like you're stalling. Well, it's funny because I opened the article and it was in the middle of the article because past me knew that that was the place to start. Yeah. Current me scrolled to the top of the page to be like, I will start at the top of the article. No, that's no. Okay. Uh, Paula Akpan, who is a black British lesbian journalist and historian, is trying to start a black queer travel guide. And the whole point is to try to make it safer while building bridges across the diaspora. That's such a great word. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, th- this, it's it's from Pink News, if you want to read up on it. But uh, the, the, the article says, you know, when, when straight cisgender people travel, they think about the sun, spending money, and which tourist spots to hit first. But traveling as a queer person means having to think about homophobia and about the more than 70 countries in the world where homosexuality is illegal. Traveling as a black person means having to think about the anti-black racism that remains entrenched around the world. And traveling as a black queer person in a world where more than half of LGBT plus people of color have faced racist discrimination from within the queer community, never mind outside of it, means thinking about both. Mm, man, yeah. Um, so she is uh, putting together the Black Queer Travel Guide, which is a resource that hopes to stop people from having to choose between their blackness and their queerness when traveling. It's uh, currently in web page form. There is a GoFundMe out there to turn it into a downloadable app. Uh, Akpan says, quote, uh, in five years time, I would love to have a downloadable app. You arrive at your destination, you open it, and there's a pinpointed map that shows you what's going around in your area with ambassadors from various countries who are happy to show people around. Uh, The crowdfunding site is currently live and welcoming donations. It's uh, uk.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash black dash queer dash travel dash guide dash fund ukgofundme.com forward slash f forward slash black queer travel guide fund with hyphens between all of those words um i am going to donate some money to try to get that project off the ground i think it's amazing yeah some of our gayish money right yep yeah yeah that's the news that's the news cool um well speaking of reading i'm gonna do that now Okay, of great. these people's names um, thank you to the people that support us on patreon your money goes to a lot of things including what you just mentioned mike is uh, supporting the things that we think are important for the lgbt community and that's something uh, you know right now that you mentioned but like we will keep doing mm-hmm. um i just think it makes sense with with funds that we get to make sure we're giving back yeah. in the ways that are important anyway uh so thank you to patreon members paul cole thank you for your easy name paul cole i appreciate you uh luca campbell that is actually pretty easy so i guess luca you're okay um <laughs> c- cigar dad bod nice or or as i accidentally wrote here cigar dad bob <laughs> which is not I, I remember it's bod um uh caroline doan and jonathan sharp Ooh, ouch. <laughs> that was terrible. Thank um, you. Uh, so thank you for your support. We appreciate you. Uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash podcast. And just a reminder, once a month, if you're at the $50 level, then you get to vote on topics once a month. In addition to picking your own, once a month, you get to vote on the topic that we talk about. 
And that leads to what we're talking about today. Florists. Florists. Yes. The, the Kyle streak has ended. The Dan uh, one Pete begins. Um, and he, Mike, you're just. I know. I, I'm, I'm so bad at this. I'm now damned and determined to never win. Fuck you all. So if you see like a topic that's like <laughs> boogers, I'm going to put boogers on the list. No, well, you fuckers would vote for that. Shit. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to be creative about it. Like being okay, but not too interesting, but not too weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mike, you have an impressive balance of not too interesting and not too weird. Great. Yes. Great. Florists. Okay. But I think that uh, this is a little bit about like timing around Valentine's day. So yeah. like, I don't know if we, I don't know. Do you want to say anything about Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hopefully it's a good one and it's okay if it's not. I know it's a really hard day actually for a lot of people, uh, single people, but especially queer people. And um, so, yeah. And for the uh, queer people that are happy and in a relationship, I hope you break up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Get that good dick in. Okay. Oh, right, right. If you're in. And then break up. (laughs) <laughs> and then dick again because you can't leave you can't go anywhere and you've got that pre-approved quarantine dick oh god don't break up yet i guess never mind okay uh flowers florists yeah, florists i'm gonna go first okay florists the history of florists are you serious yes i mean i knew i know but really yeah is it interesting yeah i think so okay I- i'm gonna try to make it interesting kyle but nobody's gonna vote for it <laughs> um so w- w- what do you what 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 how would you define florist? <laughs> a question everyone thinks about from time to time. <laughs> uh, I, I, someone who like uh, gets flowers and uh, and then arranges them in a thing for events or individuals or occasions. Yeah, yeah. The, the dictionary definition. Go is great. A, a person who sells and arranges plants and cut flowers. Now it's important, I think being strict and pedantic about that definition we can say that the first florist came into existence somewhere between 1850 and 1875 depending on who you ask in the netherlands before that and that was the opening of the first flower shop before that gardeners would sell flowers or people would grow and then pick and arrange their own flowers but a person who does none of the growing just the making them pretty and selling them part is a mid-19th century creation. It's interesting, though, to me, why flower shops became a thing. And there are some gay tie-ins to that, too. That are, I was going to ask if there's anything gay about any of this. But. Yeah, that's that's sort of, sort of surprising. So, uh, God, where to start? There's so much about flowers that we... <laughs> well, there, there, really, there, really, there really is. So... So it all starts in a um a harem somewhere. Let me find my I'm looking at the wrong notes again. God damn it, Kyle. I was doing so well and then like Were you? <sighs> oh, I mean I mean just lately. This episode's been a shit show, but like <laughs> like for for the for the last several I, I was I was doing You need to print out your notes. I think I don't Yeah. Yeah, I buy that. I'll buy that. Okay. Basically, the Victorians got obsessed with these things called nosegays, and nosegays uh, is 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 a funny word. Spell gays. Yep, yep. N o s e g a y. Oh, yep. And it is little bouquets, usually given as a gift, 
And it's supposed to make your nose happy. It's the happy mm. sense of the word gay. So here's an... <gasps> is this the original nose blasting? It's the original nose blasting. Oh, my God. Exactly, exactly right. The, the, the Victorians were nose blasting each other left and right with these little... <laughs> <laughs> with these little nose gays. They were also called uh Tussie Mussies. And um they've they've existed in some form since at least medieval times, but uh there was this huge um surge in their popularity during the reign of Queen Victoria. And interestingly enough, there is a whole secret language of flowers and their meanings, and a lot of it was so that victorians could pass messages to each other without actually having to speak it and i think it's fascinating because there's lots of like analogs to polari and the hanky code in the ways that gays have found to communicate with each other victorians had this like very um god what's the word rigid and uh constrained sense of decorum and they had this suppressed sexuality and discussing such things was taboo, but then they were also super obsessed with sex. Like the Victorians were great. I think, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. I mean, but, anytime you tell someone you, you must not talk about sex, then it's like, well, all I want to talk about is sex now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this whole thing called floriography ha- emerged out of all of that. And that is sending messages by flower. Um, what? Yeah. So uh, the Victorians had this whole like language. And for instance, I'm just I I didn't prepare. I just going to pick a a random one. So like uh, baby's breath meant innocence or purity of heart or an azalea means uh, take care, temperance, gratitude, passion. So you could more or less using these flowers and their meanings full on like ask somebody out for a date by giving them the right arrangement of flowers. And then their job was to receive it. And the way that they received the bouquet gave their answer. So like if, if she holds it, if the man gives the woman a bouquet like this and she holds it near her heart, then that is acceptance. Like, yeah, I'm into this. If she held it down, then that meant, sorry, take a walk chump um and and then it got more complicated too like there were there were some places where like in a corsage or like a boutonniere if she put it on her near her breast that actually meant i just want to be friends like there's this whole code she shoved it up her pussy that <laughs> says do me daddy <laughs> yeah 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 is is there a flower you can give to someone that says i would like to be railed hard please bro let's see um lime blossom it meant fornication so you would want to include one of that okay one of those in there um then uh lobelia is a flower and it meant malevolence so like if you want to get road hard (gasps) malevolent fornication yep uh you could add a marigold if you wanted some pain that meant pain or grief shut up there Um, you could come up with a rough (laughs) rough fuck me daddy bouquet yes absolutely possible like like look at look at this look at this article this these this is two columns of flowers and what message they send damn so like there's this like and there's there's a lot of different things in here to be able to change the meanings of these flowers these things got super popular popular enough that there was then this whole industry that was created of people to make and sell these things so a person would come into a shop 
then a florist's shop, a new occupation that previously hadn't really existed, and say, I want a fuck me hard daddy bouquet. Can you make me one? <laughs> they go in the back room, figure out the code, put together the bouquet, and sell it to you. Mm. And so that's really that's really where where florists uh, came up. And for reasons that I will talk about in a future in, in another segment later in the show, gay people also used this code to communicate with each other because giving flowers between men was not was not it wasn't a thing that happened a lot, but it happened often enough that it wouldn't immediately paint you as gay for giving flowers to a dude. But certain flowers, it sure would. Oh, and, like yeah. r- rough fuck me daddy bouquet. Yeah. Would be like maybe you're gay. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, that's, um, that's florists and why they exist and 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 shit. I have I'm I have a few things that the, I don't know if it's okay. I'm going to talk about florists as well, but sure. gay ones. Yeah, aren't they all gay? That's the stereotype. That's the stereotype. 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 <laughs> it's a type of stereo. Stereotype. Um. Okay, so the, the I don't. This is re- related, not like data. The only thing I could find when I was like searching for like why are floors gay is like lawsuit information, which I'm actually going to talk about a little bit. But yeah. like, I'll start with just I got like really engrossed in this. Like, uh, it wasn't a study; it was like a reflection on the 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 current state of queer counseling, career counseling for queers okay um uh this uh came out in 2004 it's called culturally appropriate career counseling with gay and lesbian clients by mark pope and don smansky oh that was i got there um i mean is 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 this whole thing just like hey maybe don't tell the twinks to be nurses (laughs) well okay i got really nervous when i read this i'm like what are we gonna do here like what's the plan um this came out in the career development quarterly oh the hot magazine (laughs) for the career industry i I guess i don't think i've gotten mine yet this quarter yeah i I should check on my subscription i think they all got fired (laughs) because no one has careers nowadays um okay so the thing that first like the reason i came across this is this quote in the um the article uh quote gay men have been stereotyped as hairdressers florists Mm -hmm. Eh? dancers actors secretaries nurses flight attendants and other occupations traditionally held by women Lesbian women have been stereotyped as truck drivers, athletes, mechanics, and other occupations traditionally held by men. Mm-hmm. These very narrow stereotypes serve as, a, as safe occupations in which lesbian and gay people may feel more accepted, more able to truly be themselves. However, these occupations can also limit the choices based on a changing identity. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I skipped a line. These occupations can also limit the occupational choices of gay and lesbian individuals who are coming out to self and beginning to make choices based on changing identity. Coming out to self is a weird way to say coming out. Anyway, um, nevertheless, like you come out of the closet. Now I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I want to go be an ice dancer. Yeah. Like, (laughs) is that, is that gay for figure skater? (laughs) I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I want to dance, but I want to be cold. <laughs> um, nevertheless, for some individuals, they are seen as the only possible choices. So this was a yeah. very, I mean, it, understandably, given its context, an academic look at what the options are. And it's not trying to take a societal stance necessarily. It's trying to say, how do you effectively counsel people who are looking for careers and 
it's pointing out like there, we would love to say like, you don't have to be what your stereotype, you don't have to be a flight attendant. You don't have to be a florist, but there are benefits to that, that might be worth it. Um, there was like an entire, uh, it came out in 1997 entire, like separate research thing that they referenced of why gay men picked being, um, uh, flight attendants. And, uh, it was, it, the participants of the study, the the flight attendants they talked to, they really liked their jobs. Uh, they said they had a companionship with other gay men. They got to escape their family and home life that, you know, may not be as accepting. Sure. Uh, and it was safer because they it, it was more readily accepted. So it's it's interesting that, like, you also don't want to demean the idea of going into one of these professions because there are value like there is value there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's tangible benefit to knowing there's more gay men there than other yeah. things so the i i won't maybe i won't go through like i wrote down a whole page about <laughs> this but like i i just thought it was really interesting the um it it felt like someone straight writing it i didn't look mm. into what they're like genders orientations are but like it felt like a, a straight person saying like here's how you approach it and it, it and it all made sense it was all fair it was all understandable it was you know talk to them about first examine your own biases as a career counselor because sure. they will like those will come across when you're working with them it was all really good i think advice and really helpful advice um the next one was help them decide whether the the coming up process and help them decide whether they should like at work or like in their personal lives. And that's where I start, started to get like, Oh God, co career counselor, like having the burden of helping someone come out, like they might not be the right person to yeah. advise them on that process. Like that. I it's, that's why I kind of felt like someone straight writing about this. Cause it was like, that's very sweet that you're thinking about coming out and it is an important thing in your job for your resume and at work and what the laws are. Also, I don't know that you're the one to help them decide if they should come out or not. Like yeah. that's kind of a bigger. Yeah. 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 My, my career counselor in high school always just like, like refused to help and just would point to like the, take this test. Mm. Like, like, and so I, I wonder if there's a, like you should come out test. <laughs> that he would have administered oh i wonder if there's a you should come out test yeah. i mean there that would probably be useful for like just evaluating your risk like your uh like the state or country you live in your family your religion like there's a bunch of factors i bet your your financial situation like i bet there are a bunch of factors that could help like evaluate your risk of coming out or it's a whole sheet of paper with one bubble that says when you're ready honey <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's both. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you average the results. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it talked about making sure they are prepared for potential discrimination mm -hmm. at the workplace, mm -hmm. advising them on things like, should you bring your spouse uh, to like work parties? Um, it, it, and another part of this as looking through is like, uh, this is a lot to try to have a career counselor take on for this if, if they're up to it great but like also all of these steps in the process that they were trying to say like you have to think about this for gay and lesbian people is like there are there's a lot more we have to do like just <laughs> getting a career like here's this big list of things we have to consider all along the way and i'm like summarizing like uh it talked about helping them overcome internalized negative stereotypes uh in another 
as another task of the career counselor. Like mm. they themselves might feel like they're limited to certain jobs or not as good as this at this or should, you know, can only do things that women are traditionally like professions. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. there's just so much extra baggage that comes along with the very simple things that when someone started to look at this, it was like, Oh shit, there's like, there's all this stuff. So it, it was, I thought it was really cool that there was a, like it, it this whole article started um, by uh, this came out in 2004 and it said 10 years ago. So um, in 94 uh, was the first time that there was a panel of research pre presented to like a career counseling summit, the, the National Career Development Association in Albuquerque, New Mexico, like laid the groundwork for literature on gay and lesbian issues within the career counseling field. Um, and they mentioned like, just like in the rest of the academics, there's very little studies on gay and lesbian people at this point in time. So it, it, it was another reminder to me that like, we think about these big, broad sweeping movements for gay rights, like marriage equality or workplace equality. But like, there are all these times where like this group of people got together and put the groundwork for this one facet of our lives, which is career counseling to help research and advise. And like, I don't know. It just reminded me of all the, the things we don't see about the push for equal rights, the, work other people are doing to try to advise the like huge baggage that's placed on then the the career counselor and the gay person in the process mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and i and and then something about florists is yeah. where i end on yeah, yeah. well so flor florist as an occupation in the in the list of those that are that are gay it's interesting i had never really thought about it that much until now that the gender aspect of it or like the, the occupations are gendered in, in, in a lot of like they, they shouldn't be, but they, but they, yeah. they are, or yeah. like society, society considers them that way. I didn't really make the connection until now that the gay ones are the traditionally female jobs. Yeah. Like I just thought flowers were gay, but, <laughs> but they're feminine and that's why it's on the list of gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, universal well you were talking or this might be a good time to talk about what you were going to talk about about gay flower people or men getting flowers or whatever right sure what why are you looking at me like that how did you know did i tell you i was going to talk about you, that you said that <laughs> you said that in your last segment that you're going to talk about that oh you mean gay dudes yeah 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 sorry like oh, oh okay I'll do, I'll do this one I'll do this one real quick. Oh okay. This isn't exactly what you were asking but I I think it's I think yeah. it's pretty hilarious. So from youflowers.com the flower resource guide oh has this hilarious article that I'm going to read um called flowers for men. <laughs> 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 this florist is approaching the whole gendered nature of flowers in problematic ways Great. Um, it says it's well known how much women across the world love receiving flowers whatever the occasion may be receiving flesh fresh flowers not only brightens any day or week but it also sends messages of respect friendship devotion appreciation love the list is endless but maybe you didn't know that men like receiving flowers and plants too <sighs> birthdays father's day congratulations get well thank you anniversaries Father's Day are all great reasons to send a guy in your life 
flowers, or plants. Did they say Father's Day twice in that list? Yes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Just helps me judge the quality that we're working with. It's useful. Uh Tips for buying masculine flowers. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> what are the t- what masculine flowers can we really focus on? Although the occasions when sending flowers to men are the same in most cases, there are a few things you might want to keep in mind when selecting flowers or plants for men. As what, I'm going to take a guess that one of them is like, don't send them pink ones, send them. Number one, <gasps> men tend to prefer stronger shapes and bolder colors. Stay away from pastels. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you, you want to keep going? There's there's three. Um, uh, oh, like uh, like the the way you present them, like instead of like a bow or in an ornate vase, like I don't know, give it to them on on dirt and with a football helmet beside it. I don't know. <laughs> How do you present men with flowers in a butch way? Uh, there's more on that later. That's- Pretend it's your dick as you give it to them. <laughs> Straight dudes love that shit. Look at this cactus that's look, shaped like a cock. Look at my cock. Here you go. <laughs> the cactus. Okay. Um, uh, n- n- uh, uh, number two, uh, tropical inspired flowers and plants are good choices for guys. Don't know why, yeah. but that's what they say. And then number three, pl- sure. plants are a great choice since they add life to any home or office and are a lasting reminder of how you feel. Which I'm something about like growing a plant feels dudish mm. to me. It's not just like here are these flowers that are already dead and or dying, honey. <laughs> but here's like some some dirt, just yeah, like you dirt, were saying. Yeah, right? and like put it in you're, dirt. You're growing this thing. Um, it, we I mean we uh, when we talked about the like uh, household roles and responsibilities, like neither of us had thought about it until like I talked about this article. It, like the it stuff indoors is considered feminine and outdoors is considered masculine and the bigger the item is and the more dirt and potential it has to mm-hmm. go outside the more masculine it <laughs> people think it is for some reason so yeah yep um size matters everyone yeah tropicals are probably considered more masculine because they're they tend to be large things like uh protea bromeliads uh ginger um and they're like waxy. They're like they're tough. Uh, mm. They don't will. They don't have like delicate petals. They have waxy, firm, turgid. Yeah. If somebody wants petals. to send me a tough waxy ginger, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then then there's like they break down a bunch of opportunities and like ideas. But this this one this one is great. Uh, in the on the list for birthdays. It says uh, there are several options to consider when sending flowers or a plant on a guy's birthday. Fresh plants are always a good idea. Add some life to any home or office. An easy to care for choice is the peace lily plant. I love that like ones that you can't kill. That's what you need to give a dude. (laughs) Another option is to send exotic, more masculine flowers with strong colors and or shapes. The Zen Artistry Arrangement, that's a product, TM. That's one of their products. The Zen Artistry Arrangement is a unique arrangement with orchids. Another exotic choice is Ode to Orchids Flower Arrangement. For the sports lover in your life, consider <laughs> the Beer Mug of Blooms. <gasps> it's, what? It's a cheerful plant in a baseball mug. <laughs> fucking serious? Yeah. I was not that far off when I said give it to him in a football helmet. You were not. <laughs> the Beer Mug of Blooms, I think, is fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. This, like, the more We've talked about it on the show a lot. It's just like... 
unnecessary gendering of things in order to make it appropriate for the other gender than the one you expect it to be sold to. It just it's it's ultimately about money, and they will go to no lengths, like or any length. They'll go to any lengths to get the other half of that market. Yeah, yeah. It, have you? I I just think it's very interesting, and like I feel like it's recently that I've been hearing like even straight dudes being like. I want flowers. I'm mm. like, getting flowers is cool. Like, yeah. uh, do you do you remember the first time you got flowers? For me, it was. Uh, I'm asking because I want to answer yeah. as well. But good, good. I, I, like the first time I got flowers was like notable and important to me. Was, I got it um, from uh, my the, the first guy I was like in a big relationship with, um, and he dropped him off at work. He mm. he came into work, dropped off some flowers, and. Um, I, I, it's like one of those things where it's like, I've, I'm a dude, so I've never gotten these and this is really cool because it breaks the stereotypes. Also, it's a very sweet gesture from like my, my boyfriend and like, it just was very cool and meaningful. And I very much remember it was like in 2011 or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember the first time you got flowers? I think Alyssa sent me flowers once, and but it at the time felt like a passive aggressive. Hey, fucker, send me flowers. Kind of a move. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Trevor sent sent flowers, or or would bring home flowers from time to time, and um, but that always felt more of a like to decorate our home with. Hmm. Like it was less about like a gift to me, but something he was doing for us for hmm. our space. Hmm. Um. And it is nice. It's yeah. it's nice. I, I and I don't know if I it's it. I don't know if I think it's nice because I'm gay and okay with stuff. Like if all straight, I I think there are straight dudes that would flip out about it. Is what I'm where I'm trying to get mm. to. Um, like they would take that as a, a sign that they are feminine, or like they would take that as a yeah. personal offense. Yeah, yeah, there are idiots out there. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No, I yeah I uh, and that this is like one of those things that's like for some reason when you're gay you get to break the down those stereotypes and like getting flowers is cool like getting gifts from people of any kind is cool and like things that look good and smell good is cool and if like you're interpreting that as like being a a feminine symbol like then well now you just don't get flowers and that's like that sucks (laughs) because what's what's better than not getting flowers is getting flowers so Um, as a reminder, our PO box is one nine eight eight two. I don't know they if we can give flowers at it though. They're gonna die. They're gonna die. <laughs> I didn't go this week. How long has it been since I've been there? Oh man. Okay, it's only been like a week or something. Right. And we uh, we have been on the uh, Plant Daddies podcast, a Seattle uh, podcast where they talk about being gay plant dads and at some point i think they're gonna help uh me get some kind of plant that i won't kill Mm -hmm. that's a goal of mine yeah i mean i won't kill the fake one that i have but my roommate left a bunch of plant orphans when he moved out (laughs) and uh we, we it was negotiated it wasn't like he like left them behind without asking first and um he he left me the ones that are harder to kill and i've been very thankful for that but there's an app on my phone that tells me when to do shit to them. So I don't oh. even have to like know shit or about plants. I just like 
it goes beep 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 and says like (laughs) water this one and shows me a picture of it because it had me take pictures of all of my plants (laughs) put water in you remember it's this plant (laughs) yeah um should i tell you about lawsuits sure yeah i have two more things lawsuits and gay marriage and they kind of go okay i'll talk about oscar wilde real quick okay sure um um, sorry we sort of fucked up the order no i don't know what i felt like you started talking about something and then i was like hey talk about this other thing and then we got off track like you were you you felt like you were on a streak and then i got distracted i don't know well there have been lots of flowers that are gay namely lavender for dudes violets for lesbians but perhaps the most interesting gay flower of all is the green carnation, which I think we've talked about before on the show. You, uh, oh. Maybe not. Okay, great. Well, don't use me <laughs> as that benchmark, but <laughs> the green carnation is a gay flower symbolically because of Oscar Wilde. And okay. Oscar Wilde has come up a lot on Heaven Ice Gay lately. Apparently I'm on an Oscar Wilde kick. Anyway, um, it, it is, uh, it, it came from in, in 1892, Oscar Wilde was director. Gay. Well, he was gay. <laughs> he had he was director producer of a a show called uh, Lady Windermere's Fan, and he had one of the actors wear a green carnation on opening night. Told a dozen of his young followers to wear them too, and then soon the carnation became a symbol for Oscar Wilde and his group. And then it got to be such a thing that a parody of Oscar Wilde was published in 1894 called the green carnation. And then that actually it's thought helped bring Oscar Wilde down at his homosexuality trial. Um, but when Oscar Wilde was asked about it, he said, um, what does the green carnation mean? And he said, quote, nothing, whatever, but that is just what nobody will guess. Um, but he was almost certainly being coy. He he said he said in the same conversation that uh, his follower should get one at Goodyear's, which is a famous florist in London, because quote they grow them there. And uh, the the green carnation is he was enamored with it because it was a flower of an unnatural color that was uh, decadent and unnatural. The things that are very much associated with homosexuality. Oh. Um, unnatural love being one of the, the things. Anyway, it, 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 got, it got picked up as the symbol for Oscar Wilde and this group of actors and therefore homosexuality f- for some tenuous reasons, but then th- became a way to signal homo to homo that, <laughs> that, you, that, you were, that you were gay just by wearing a green carnation on your lapel or in your pocket. I didn't, I had no idea. I've not heard of that or seen that. Yeah. And, and gay flowers as symbols largely was supplanted by the pink triangle. Um, but, but before the pink triangle emerged in the mid 20th century, flowers were very much the like gay symbology leaders. Hmm. We should put like, there's gotta be a, uh, like a cute symbol of like the pink triangle with a flat, like the Aww. green carnation coming out of it. That's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of tattoos, that would be a cute tattoo. That would be a cute tattoo. That's it. Me? Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm going to talk about marriage, Mm -hmm. flower marriage, weddings Mm -hmm. of marriage with flowers and buying them to make that be flowerful. Yeah. 
Notably, Trevor and I did not have a florist. My oh. mom and I went to Fred Meyer. <laughs> do you rem- <laughs> do you, do you remember like I, the the whole flower thing at weddings? I like I I. I I don't know. I know it's like a whole thing and you need a florist and you like everything means something and you need it for all these different things. But like, I don't know. Also, can't you just get like, well, I don't know, get a fucking teacup and put a flower in it. Yeah. Or I guess a beer mug and put flower. I don't know. I don't, I'm not super like, this is one of the stereotypes I don't totally fit, even though I like to get flowers and I think they're cute. Like I am not like a, yeah design florist kind i can decorate and and make shit look good yeah 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 i get that actually also in case any of them listen uh we did have a friend who made boutonnieres for us so i guess she would be a florist so Mm. to speak but yeah not in the grand like flowers everywhere sense yeah 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 um well sometimes when uh you try to buy flowers from a florist for your wedding for your gay wedding they say no yeah, true story right here in Washington State. Yep, and that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, so the the kind of big – and you actually mentioned this uh, back whenever we talked about the cake thing. Yeah. The, um, which that's the one that got the publicity, uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil, Civil Rights Commission. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the whole like don't sell cakes to gays, like that whole thing yeah. um, came from that case in which a – Cakery, a caker bakery. <laughs> no, it was a cakery, a cakery, <laughs> a cakery bakery. <laughs> Decided uh, refused to make a gay couple a cake for a gay couple's wedding. That went yeah. to the Supreme Court. That was in 2018. Um, the Supreme Court sided with the the caker because uh, it, it was more on technical grounds that the way they were treated by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. It's like if you read, and I, I mean, like if you read the things they say, they did like directly say and like kind of attack their religion specifically in it. Yes. I, I could understand, it, you know, they intentionally did not make a broad sweeping decision about anti uh, discrimination or anything. Yeah. Animus, religious animus. Yes. Uh, the new Animar series by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh, Joanne. Oh, Joanne. <laughs> um, so this case is uh starts uh so while this is they're kind of a similar time frame, but this is uh, Arlene's Flowers, uh, mm-hmm. which uh is in Richland, Washington. Yeah. Do okay. You know where Richland is? That's where Ma Johnson lives. Everybody. She mm-hmm. lives in Richland. She lives within five miles of that flower shop. Which, by the way, false fucking advertising. It's Arlene's Flowers, and the cunt's name is Broomhilda or something. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> her, yes, uh, her name is Baronelle Stutzman. She goes by Brunhilda, <laughs> <laughs> colloquially. Um, colloquially. Great. Good. Nailed it. Um, okay. So a gay couple, Robert Ingersoll and Kurt Freed, uh, had been customers of hers for nine years. Mm-hmm. Then they asked her to make them flowers for their wedding. And she went, You're gay? Like, (laughs) I thought you were making out as friends. It's, uh, yeah. And she said no because of her Christian beliefs. So that was in 2013 when that happened. And it's, it's just interesting to me. I, I mean, I get it, but like, it's just interesting to me. Like, you're fine with getting their gay money for nine years, Mm -hmm. but, and, and it's the wedding you don't, 
approve of. So you're not like, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's something weird about being okay with it for nine years. Well, there's, that's just evidence to my whole thing that like a lot of people, but especially straight religious people believe in magic. Like there's something special and magical about the wedding mm. that participating in that would be, that's, that's, that's a deal breaker. Cause Jesus knows and cares and gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like th there's something magical about saying I do that transforms whatever is happening. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You're clearly okay with selling flowers to gay people. You just don't want to sell them to gay people because they're getting married because weddings are magic. And also, yes. And also I didn't know about this about her specifically but this is the type of thing where people are like no i'm okay with gay people look i sell them i can sell them any flowers they want but it's just when they want this thing you know and yeah. like that that ability for people to believe they support gay people like it's, that's just i'm i'm reading into that being a an aspect here yep um so lawsuit hey that's mean um a second lawsuit uh, was added by the state of Washington because it violated the Washington Consumer Protection Act in which yeah, yeah. Attorney General uh, Bob Ferguson uh, led that and was like, you can't, you also can't really do that. So those came together. They, uh, there was a countersuit by Brunhilde herself mm -hmm. uh, claiming financial hardship from the other two lawsuits. So it's like, <laughs> great. Okay. It's, inter it's weird to like, Oh, I'm suing you because you're suing me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just a weird kind of setup. Um, they, uh, the Benton County Superior Court Judge Alexander Ekstrom, uh, I don't know why I copied all of that, but just sounds very official, in 2015 ruled that she violated anti-discrimination laws and ordered her to pay a $1,000 fine and $1 for court fees and costs. I don't know what that means or why, but that there's probably something there. So ordered to pay $1,001. And, and Brunhilde, which is now the only name I can think of when I talk about her, uh, uh, there's a, there was a GoFundMe that was set up and uh, raised $174,000. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at the time, too, lots of people like buying shitloads of flowers they didn't need to try to support this bitch. <laughs> Great. Yeah. She really needs – she – really overcompensated in the money department getting money for no reason and then it was taken down by gofundme for violating their terms which yeah. was nice to do that <clears throat> so 2016 went up to the washington supreme court in 2017 the washington supreme court all agreed that uh flowers do not constitute free speech yeah. <laughs> like th this is your business and you're like so that no um i liked what justice cheryl gordon mcleod said and uh she said quote this case is no more about the access to flowers than civil rights cases were about access to sandwiches. True story. Um, so then the cake decision happened. Mm -hmm. And so she, in light of that, she asked the Supreme court, the, the, the Supreme one, um, if the they, big, the biggie, the big one, <laughs> <laughs> if they were, uh, if they would review it similar to what they did with the cake and they were like, cool. So the Supreme Court was like, yeah, cool. I, just like the other one, we're going to send it back down to the Washington State Supreme Court to like take a look if the religious liberties were violated. And the Washington State Court was like, no, yeah. <laughs> they were not. Yeah. And again, unanimous, unanimously agreed that they uh, that she violated their um, discrimination. Yep. Nope. She discriminated, yep. violated their rights or yep. what have you. 
Yep. So um, they are trying to get it back uh, up to the Supreme Court again to like, of course, actually decide. So I don't know. We'll see. What's interesting in these cases, both the flowers and the cake, is the idea that it is not only a violation of the First Amendment in terms of religion, but that it is somehow a violation in terms of speech, compelled speech. And the argument goes I'm not just selling them flowers. When I arrange them, that's art. And you can't force me to make my art for something that I don't believe in, which I kind of get that argument. Yeah. And, but they're also fucking flowers, Broomhilda. Like, <laughs> well, that's, I, I, I started thinking about this too. And it was like, yeah, like I, I really support this, like the speech, like free speech, and especially around art people's art should be able to say whatever shitty homophobic Christian thing they want to say. Like I support that their right to do that. But I think um, that that person in here said it well, like, but you're, you're not creating these as art. You are not selling art to people. You are a business pro providing a transactional service of arranging flowers. Like mm -hmm. uh, at what point, like subway artists, like, uh, no, this sandwich <laughs> is my art. Like really? Like, I love that. Well, I've never thought about that. Before. Oh, I think that's what they call they, them. They do call them. Yeah. They used to. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and kind of figure out what art is. And like, if you were like, you could do floral arrangements that would, I would think of as art and it wouldn't be selling it to a person for their wedding. It would be a display or a, yeah, I don't know, in an art stand, Yeah, which sure. is nothing, but you know. But what about other services that like maybe are, are harder to pin down? Like if you are a artist who um, makes paintings of couples on their wedding day and you don't want to do that same service for gay people. Yeah. I mean like that, but that's still a business. Like that's your a business that it's like, it's almost like when, like if your business is open to anyone coming in and asking for a thing, yeah. So the, the there is an overarching sort of slam dunk argument about the whole thing that I'm not sure how I feel about. That's just then don't do that business. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to have to make paintings and flowers and cakes for gay people, maybe don't have that be your business. Yeah. You can make all of the pretty flowers that you want to on your own time as your expression of your art. But in order to be a business, you have to be licensed in this state and the state license requires that you not discriminate on the basis of race or sexual orientation. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like there, there are multiple ways to get like push for progress in a society. I think legally like this is one way saying like, you can't treat people differently. Like you are liable for, for that. And that has to be paired with, you know, social pushes and, you know, a bunch of other things. But yeah, I think it, I think you got to kick people into saying like, you got to treat people equally. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's just, I don't know, just suck it up. Yep. Well, that sound means we're done. <laughs> that's the end of our time today. Um, uh, I had one more thing about weddings. Yeah. That are you are you done skis? Or yeah. You, okay. Okay. I had one more. I have one more like little thing. Oh, okay. Can you, can you do that? Yeah. Okay, great. 
sort of in this space of like flowers have meaning and it's a secret coded language. Did you know that your birth month also has a flower and it has oh. a meaning? So mm-hmm. you, you get you get a gemstone, you get a crazy zodiac sign animal, mm-hmm. but you also have a, a birth flower. So I was just going to go over ours. So yours is April. Mm-hmm. Your flower is a daisy or mm. a sweet pea. No. Oh. And it says the sweet pea says goodbye. <laughs> or symbolizes blissful pleasure. Mm-hmm. The daisy suggests loyal love and purity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it would be cute to mix the two. Um, What's yours? Uh, November. So fucking Dan and I is a chrysanthemum, which is compassion, friendship, joy. Chrysanthemums have different meanings, including love is red. Innocence is white. Unrequited love is yellow. So no white ones for Dan. Um. That's innocence. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, there's a whole, there's a whole list. What's my gemstone? Um, birth gemstone is, um, birthstones is what that's called. And birthstone for. I believe April is diamonds. Oh. Shine bright like a diamond. That's going on the list. (laughs) Mike and I are definitely topaz. Um, did I get it right? Yep. Uh, so the there's like a lot of fucking shit. There's four different lists here, but the one for the United States in modern times, April is diamonds, and yet yeah, November is topaz or citrine. Did you know Sia wrote the song for diamonds? Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought I was being. That's why she sang it in, in carpool karaoke. It was fucking amazing. Oh, really? She also was. I read was very surprised when Rihanna like used her weird inflection. Like that's mm. that when you know that. Uh, Sia wrote it then it's like oh that weird yeah. shit that she's doing <laughs> makes sense yeah. like, um, okay uh, last thing I'm going to talk about for flowers is back to weddings I'm mm-hmm. going to give like the now the nice part of it is a article that talked about how do you do flowers for gay weddings okay um, and this came from a site called Petal Sedge I have a site that will sell a beer, a beer mug of balloons if you- <laughs> sorry I, got, I didn't I, petalsedge.com I just figured that out what did you say oh, I said I know a place that'll sell a beer mug of blooms if that's like, <laughs> yes. appropriate for a gay wedding uh, only lesbians okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on petalsedge.com uh, 2016 article I don't need to really quote this that officially it's just like someone's um, it was really cute the uh, day like uh, someone wrote in like how do I you know are there any trends or things I need to know about when doing the you know the the flowers for my wedding sure um and the the first line in the article said thank you thank you thank you for writing us with this question and giving us the chance to be more inclusive with our blog posts which like mm. the the, and the entire way they did the answer to this um felt awesome like and that's like the perfect starting point for like you know people can be uncomfortable asking things about and so like saying I really thank you so much. You are giving me an opportunity to discuss this as just a great affirming start to then said, like we are, even though we've done like weddings for LGBT people, we're not experts. So we're pulling in this person to give advice, which also is like a very good thing to do. So is um, this uh, Bernadette Smith. Wait a second. Bernadette. 
Baronell was her real name. Okay. Whew. Um, uh, another Brumildo? Yeah. No, this is, she's good. This okay, one's good. Okay. This one's good. We like her. Um, she's also part of the Gay Wedding Institute, which is a, like a place to help LGBT people have a positive experience planning weddings. They do education for wedding planners and other people involved in weddings to make sure they do it. Sounds like a front good. for Antifa to me. <laughs> Is, is this where the real Pizzagate yeah. is going on? <laughs> um, so that expert, Bernadette, Bernadette, said, it's interesting. There are no real trends in flowers that are LGBTQ specific. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, that's not interesting. I mean, I get there is a point I think sometimes you need to make of like, look, flowers. I don't know. But then there there were like other advice that, that helped like trying to um, remind other florists to help make sure they uh the couples don't feel judged for any of their choices particularly if they're like not stereotypical flowers or things you wouldn't expect um the advice i don't for the wedding party the names of people in the wedding party mm. they talked about using alternate language like the party people or fit female or male attendants mm -hmm. which is like mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. Yeah, um, missing. I think missing on both fronts there. So there's got to be better names than like bridesmen and brides, bridesmaids and groomsmen yeah. that aren't the party people and aren't gendered. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what they are. But um, uh, the bridal party. But it's not. That's not good because I didn't have any brides in my last one. Well, then um, you're just oh, groom A's party and groom B's. I can well. Well, we and, and also like, like we had we had just one group. We didn't do a group each, mm. but maybe separate out the groups into tops and bottoms. Yeah, sure. Yeah, my brothers would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> you let straight people into your wedding? That's so yeah. considerate of you. Yeah. Um, they're very equal and affirming of you. To, um, then the like, so that was great. They pulled in a LGBT expert, but. I thought their advice, the like actual person's advice was, was better. Um, and it talked about uh, things to think about if they are like, if someone's wearing, uh, it, it was not what's the gender of the person, but what is the kind of look and thing that they are doing that mm -hmm. can help inform if they are wearing a dress, they're walking uh, unaccompanied, they're standing up in front, holding a bouquet is a helpful thing to have something to do with your hands. Mm -hmm. um, if you are being escorted, then that's easier to have a corsage because then you don't need to be holding something. Uh, if there are women wearing suits, then uh, you could do a corsage uh, like other people wearing suits or if the suit's masculine or she uh, avoids uh, things with bows, then boutonnieres. So it was nice, like kind of thinking, and I like that way of thinking like less, a little bit less about the gender of the person that's involved and like, what do I need? Okay. You need something that looks pretty while you're walking down the aisle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do this or, um, uh, yeah, but there were, um, I, I was hoping it'd be like gay weddings are like the new trend is to only have like cactuses or Cinder fronds. Yeah. I don't either <laughs> is yeah. To only put them in beer mugs or yeah, I don't know, but no, they're, they're, they're not trends or whatever, but at least good to know that one people are, there's entire groups out there trying to help people have inclusive weddings and, and feel good during the process. And like, yeah, think about, I actually kind of think it's magical that that's, that doesn't exist because it means then that all of these gay couples that are getting married are, they, they get to do it themselves. They get to do what works for them. Like there's no, template to follow yeah 
they get to do the creative thing that speaks to them. This is absolutely another area like weddings um, and the design and look and everything of it is like just being able to like, for some reason, just being gay helps me say, I don't have to do any of that shit. And like, it's a little bit easier because I'm already gay. So uh, like you already don't expect a normal wedding yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I don't think I would care enough about flowers to have like corsage. Really? Like do people, I don't know, like boutonnieres and corsages. This just feels weird to me. Like mm. I don't think I would have that mm. at a wedding. Mm. Then don't it's your wedding, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I find and marry a florist. Uh, did we do it? Yes. Florists. Florists. They're gay. They're gay. <laughs> that's what that's. And it's not <laughs> art. <laughs> so it's not art. Basically, all florists hate us now. Sorry to all of our florists <laughs> that we lost. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, you, you want to take a break then? Yeah. Let's take a break. Great. Let's take a break and order, order break. some tulips. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all the social media, or a lot of them. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, at Gayish Podcast. YouTube. YouTube. Our and hot, Twitter. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayish podcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is post office box 19882 seattle washington 98109 if you want to send us flowers yeah don't don't <laughs> probably i don't think uh gayest and straightest let's start gayest and straightest cool i'm happy to go first okay okay great um so the straightest thing about me this week is uh i i, I I did. I was halfway through some laundry and went on an errand that went longer than I expected. And when I got back, my laundry kind of smelled a little funky, but just a tiny bit. So I rolled with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which the, that seemed pretty straight, guy, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But then again, like it's so easy just to like it's already in there. Wash you didn't just again. turn it on again. That's what I do. Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I just rolled with it. Yeah. I I guess also in the time of Corona. <laughs> musty like this is the time to not care about what you smell like yep yep uh and the the gayest thing about me this week was the conversation you and i had on the couch last night about laith ashley who's so fucking smoking hot (laughs) fuck me now great (laughs) <laughs> the, are you, you will be presenting uh, Lath Ashley I, with the <laughs> uh, with the the fuck me now daddy bouquet. Although I think he's Ace Arrow, so that might not work uh, out so well. But my mm-hmm. gayest mm-hmm. is uh, I uh, Sophie is a uh, trans artist, singer, producer uh, that died not too long ago. I did not know about her until that happened. Like became aware of her as a result that she's worked with people like Madonna, um, Charlie XCS, a bunch of other um, people. And so I've been listening to her album that is, uh, they, I played a little bit for you last night. It's very good. Uh, my favorite song is face swapping mm-hmm. and it's just, I mean, all of it feels very gay. Cause it's like dance, but like, like electronic and like hard, like hard and like these weird sounds, industrial sounds. It's just, yeah. like very cool. 
Uh, and the straightest is uh, thank you, fucking Dan, for talking to me about the Super Bowl earlier because that's I didn't have a straight moment until uh, the Super Bowl is today. Hey, by the way, everybody, yeah. or, or it's it was in the past for you, but it's in, in the now for us. Um, and uh, fucking Dan was talking all about the different teams and stuff and all the players. For, I don't know how he knows that. Uh, and he mentioned Tom Brady, and I said the straightest thing. Thing that i've said it was just tom brady doesn't play for the patriots anymore like <laughs> wow that's very targeted knowledge about a a, a sportsman the sportsman yep. guy yeah and a, like and a, and a fair question because he doesn't anymore like i just i was proud of myself and then we talked about wanting to fuck rob gronkowski yeah i i i mean obviously yes but i'm not as into him as everyone else is oh good for you I just define more those for odds. me, I guess. <laughs> sure. I, uh, <laughs> uh, we have a listener's gaze and straightest. This one comes to us from Ian from Discord. Straightest paying for an OnlyFans where a girl does exclusively deep throat content. <laughs> the gayest watching her content and seeing how well I can throat one of my own toys. <laughs> Spoiler, not super well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that practice makes perfect. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Nah. Great. Okay. Um, well, that's, it. that's a, it. A special thank you to Oscar Wilde for making Green Carnations a thing. A uh, special thank you to whatever daddy's going to fuck me off after I give him the right. Uh, that's <laughs> I can't think of anything else now. <laughs> we did. But um, and thank you to our super gap bridgers, which are our gap bridgers that have been around for a year or more. Uh, Chris Cacciatore and Cian Hazen, Jerome York, Tipsy McStumbles, and hey, welcome to the party, Christopher Farrell. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Um. That's it. This has been Gage from the Chris Ketchatorian Studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Give a man a flower. Yeah. In his gun. In his gun, <laughs> which doesn't make sense to you unless you listen to Patreon. <laughs>